Good morning. Good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Parshas Tazria. Tovshin Pei Beis. And as we know, this Shabbos is a very unique Shabbos because not only is it Parshas Tazria, it's also Parshas HaKodesh, one of the four Parshas. And it's also Shabbos Rosh Kodesh. Um, there's a uh, short clip that has been sent out to many people. You might have seen it. If not, we'll be referring to it on the on the Devar Torah podcast. That uh, it's brought down. They say it over from the Talmud Rebbe. Maybe it's from previous people. That uh, there's a special Indian of this Shabbos where we'll have the opportunity to learn from three Sifrei Torah. That when they open up the Aron Kodesh. And they take out the three Sifri Torah. So they say that any bakasha that a person has, any tzara, any difficulties that a person has, it's worthwhile to daven because there's a special psichas hasha'arim because we have three Sifri Torah. And uh, one who asks for distress and for Yeshua's there's a school of the Be'ez HaShem Yisbarach HaKadosh will listen to our prayers. We should be zoichet to this. As you can hear, I have a little bit of a cold, a little bit of a sore throat, but we're going to do our best to try to um, enhance the Shabbos and uh, bring Chizuk and some words on the Parsha and a few Maizim from Gedolim as well. Yesterday, on the same line that we were talking about, I was zoichet to be able to participate in a beautiful Hachnosah Sefer Torah which was done in Ramat Beit Shemesh. My dear brother-in-law, Rabbi Jeff Walgalanter, and his Revitzin, the Revitzin sister, Revitzin Shashi, they gave a Sefer Torah, which was given to them as a present by the community in La Jolla, California, where they were the Rav and the Revitzin for over 33 years. And now that they moved to Eretz Yisrael, they took the opportunity to take this Eifet Torah and to bring it into a new shul that my brother-in-law has become the Rav in a section in Ramat Beit Shemesh called Mishkafayim. And it was a beautiful, beautiful event, a beautiful Kavadat Torah with this, the finishing of the Isis and then the dancing and the singing in the streets and the Hachnasa into the, into the Beis HaKnesis. <coughs> in my remarks when I spoke, I spoke a little bit about the... Um, the fact that it was interesting that that particular shul, they have two Sifri Torah, now they received the third Sifri Torah, so they'll be able to be Mekayim, the laning, as we said before, to have three Sifri Torah, and three is a Chazaka, and it also happened to be that my brother-in-law was the Rav in San Diego for 33 years, a double aspect of three. So, um, we hope and we pray and we dive and also the Sefer Torah was given with Zeich and Nishmas, his parents, who were wonderful, wonderful role models for them as he spoke so beautifully in his words. So I mentioned in my remarks that I was Zeichet when we were carrying the Sefer Torah and dancing the Sefer Torah, I was Zeichet twice to see great G'daylim in a Sefer Torah position or in a, we'll call it a Sefer position. The first was, was my great Rebbe, Rav Moshe Feinstein, that I was when I drove him from the Catskills back to the Lower East Side. And there was a Sefer Torah that was, he was used for the last Shabbos that he was there with a small minion. And he insisted on carrying the Sefer Torah 
holding the Sefer Torah the entire time. I remarked this to the Sefer who brought the Sefer Torah. I drove the Sefer Torah from Harnov with my good friend Rib Shmuel Rosenfeld, who's a, a Sefer Mumche, and he arranged for the Sefer Torah, and he was the one that arranged for the Sefer, for the writing of the Isaias. And he said he has a he has a halacha that he heard from a Paisik, you could just take the Sefer Torah, you could wrap it into a seat with the seat belt surrounding on it, and that's considered all right. I said, I understand that, and I respected his uh, psak halacha, but I did mention that I saw that Rav Moshe held the Sefer Torah in his hands and his arms, and to me there's no question, it was the chavivus, the beautiful, beautiful attachment that Rav Moshe felt. He wasn't a young man, but he wanted to carry the Sefer Torah with him the entire time. And I remarked when I saw Rav Moshe holding the Sefer Torah, that it was as if I was I was driving two Sefer Torah. One was a Sefer Torah that was written, and one was a live Sefer Torah. The live Sefer Torah was holding the Sefer Torah. The Sefer Torah is the source of Torah's Hashem, Torah's Moshe Rabbeinu, and the Chavivus, the love that we have, the attachment we have towards it, is something which we have to measure and we have to remeasure. We know we take the Sefer Torah out from the Aron Kodesh and we give it a perfunctionary kiss. We bring it to the to the to the to the bima. We lengthen it every every Monday and Thursdays and on Shabbos. But we should really recognize what greatness lies in the Sefer Torah. I also mentioned that I was able to see Reb Chaim Kadiyevsky Zechazadik Levrocha and Achnosa Sefer Tehillim, where he took the Sefer Tehillim and he danced with it. As I mentioned last night, with all of his might, that I'd never seen a person dance with such simcha and such chavivas just for a sefer tillim, koshkin, the koshkin, how he probably danced on simcha's Torah. And I think this is a great lesson for us as we begin this month, the month of Nisim, the month of Nisan, month which hopefully we'll have Nisim. And we know we're getting closer to the Chag, Hagu'ula, Chag Chayyusenu of the Yontif of Pesach. And this Shabbos, we're going to learn Parshish Tazria. Parshish Tazria speaks about the beginning. It speaks about the halachas of the Tumah, the Taira, when a woman gives birth. And then it begins to discuss the Indian of the Tumah of Negoyim of Tsaras. The famous Rashi, the Rashi, Rashi brings down on the first words of the Parsha. Baruch says to Moshe, this is what you should tell the Jewish people. A woman, when she will give birth, she'll be tome for seven days. Like the halachas of Anida. And Rashi points out the very famous Chazal that Rashi says, why was the parasha of Tazria placed right after in Shmini where it speaks about the halachas of the simonim of the animals and the oifas, the simonim tum of Atara. So Reb Sumloi says, just like the creation of man in Maise Bereshis was after the animals, that means the animal kingdom was created first and then man was created second. 
So in the halachas, we also mentioned the laws of man after the laws of the animals. I saw brought down from um, um, from the uh, Lutzkerov, the Maznaim Latari. He just says an interesting insight. He says that uh, the union of the Simanim, which we find by the animals, that they have two Simanim, which you have to shecht, and those are the Simanim of how we're able to know that the animal is a kosher animal that had a proper shechita. So he says there are also two Simanim by a Yid, that a Yid is not a Yid until he has a, a boy, is not a Yid until he has Mila and Tfila. Those are the two Simanim. And they're hinted to in this week's parsha because the parsha speaks about the birth of the child. That's the Indian of Mila, and also the Indian of Tefillah, because we know that the woman that becomes Tarmish, she has to go to the mikveh. So these are all uh, in Yanim of the. These are the. These are the the types of simanim that a yid has. A yid has a Mila of a Tefillah, and an animal. There's different simanim that are also considered the simanim which are needed in order to make sure that the animal is kosher. But the main question is, is that uh, you know how can we compare the two? In the beginning of creation, where we created the man after the animals, that's because man is considered the apex. The whole purpose of creation was for the Yitzira of Adam. Well, over here we're dealing with dinim. And the dinim, why do we have to have the dinim of the animals before the dinim of Behemoth? So the answer we have to say is, is that when man is born, that's that's one question. The second question is, why do we have to repeat the Indian of Mila over here in Parshish Tazria? It's already been mentioned in Parshish Lechelcha. Everyone asked that question. So why was it important to place that into the context of the, teaching us the laws of Tumah Vatara? The answer is, is that man, when he was created, it was a question, what was man going to become? Was man going to be just a the way the world describes it, Homo sapien. You know, it's a human sapien. A sapien is an animal, just a little bit of a higher level than a than a than a behemoth. We see the way the world is today; that the world acts like behemoths. The destruction. We take a look at the wars that are going on, and if if a person would imagine that man would be brought up amongst the animals. He probably would end up having the same meters as the animals, as we know. You know, everyone grow grew up with Tarzan, right? He he had the you know he was uh, he that's what the, you know that's what they said about him. But man is not like that. Man, when we say man, we see we say we're talking about Klal Yisrael, Atem Kriyim Adam Vlei Akam Kriyim Adam. The Yidden are called Adam. Adam is a different Bria. The different Bria is because we. Received kedusha the Torah, we received a instruction book called the Torah, which is mechanachas, how to become better people, and that's why the Torah is telling us that just like man in his creation, he was created after the animal kingdom. So we should know that the Torah of man is also after the animal kingdom, because the Torah is really the Torah of man really shows us that we, if because we're so holy. It's shaykh for us to have levels of Tumah. We know that the parsha of Nagayim and Saras doesn't apply to Goyim, to Goyim. It was a special, miraculous type of illness which only took place in Eretz Yisrael at a certain time period when people would speak Lashon Hara. 
and this nega tzeras that would come upon them would be different than a regular type of illness. It's not the leprosy which we know of in the physical form. It was a spiritual leprosy, a, a spiritual sign that there was some sort of affliction that was taking place in the nefesh because of gaiva, because of Lashon Hara, many reasons why the gaiva are put upon a person. And therefore the Torah has to repeat the parasha of the bris mila over here to tell us that a yid, that when he's born, he receives a mila on the eighth day, and the eighth day that mila is a sign of Mesiris Nefesh, which remains implanted within the Jewish child. For the rest of his life, he has the kayach of Mesiris Nefesh. Everyone knows the famous vart that, that, that the uh, nega, if a person flips around the words and you have the proper way of writing it, it's it, 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 the proper um, way of looking at it, the nega can be changed into einig. That's what the union of einig Shabbos is a tikkun for tzaras. Because the reason why a person speaks Lashon Hara is because, unfortunately, the he doesn't have an ayin tova. He doesn't have the ayin at the beginning of the word. So therefore it's nega. It's just negias. You know, everything is all personal, everything else, and the ayin is at the end. So it's an ayin, it's an ayin ra, so to speak. But when a person puts the ayin first, then what happens? It becomes an ayin taiva. Ayin taiva, he looks at people in a good light. How can I speak Lashon Hara about another person? So therefore it's considered an ayinig. And that's what we have to try our utmost during these days, is to see how we can create the ayin taiva, to create the ayinig, to show that we are not from the animal kingdom, we are a higher level. And um, this is something which, especially in this month, we have this opportunity to become different people. I want to speak a little bit about uh, the fact that we have the oncoming Yontif of Pesach, which is coming upon us, Mir Tzashem, in two weeks. Ah, so close. And we know we're going to be eating matzah. We're ready for those of us that have baked matzahs, both of us are buying matzahs. We know matzah is considered the lechem de menusa, it's the lechem of amuna. And we know that matzah is called lechem aini. It's also called the poor matzah. Uh, it's interesting. On one hand, the lechem of, of the bread of, of matzah has some very interesting um, properties. On one hand, it's made just with the simple elements of water and flour. We don't put anything else into it. And we don't let it rise. Lechem, on the other hand, lechem rises. Becomes very fluffy, becomes very delicious. The matzah is like a cracker. Not that delicious. We can do we can put cream cheese on it, we can put jelly on it. But the matzah itself is not that great in its own taste. But it, it, it symbolizes the concept of humility, the concept of, of humbleness. And um, I saw brought down that the Sahara is what rises, the Sar Shabbat is what rises. Matzah is the combating against the Sar Shabbat And when a person eats matzah, so it says that um, it, it has the quality to be able to bring emuna into a person. Um, matzah lasts for a long time. Why does it last for a long time? Because when a person takes out the ego, then it's able to be miskayim. Some people even have matzah over from last year. Well, lechem, we know, 
because it rises, it doesn't last for long times. So it becomes spoiled. So this is really a property of matzah. We also know that the word matzah, it's very interesting. It has a mem in the beginning, a hey at the end. And that represents va'anachnuma. That who are we? Like Moshe Rabbeinu, Avram Avinu, they said, Anachnuma, what are we? That's the concept of Anova. When a person has the meat of Anova, the mem and the hay, then he has the koyach of the tzaddik. The tzaddik is in between. And really, we could really read it, matzah, mem hay. If you have the mem hay, you have the ma, or the ma, then you turn into the tzaddik. As we uh, spoke, you want to know who are people who um, showed us what it meant to be to be the Adam HaSholem, to be the message of this week's parsha, to be the Bechir Shabbos, to be the Tachlis of the Bria, that we were created after the animal kingdom. Our Torah is after the Torah of the animal kingdom. So there's no question. We had a dogma when we had Reb Chaim B'Shaita living with us. And now that Reb Chaim has been taken away, all the, the G'dayim are saying there's a lot that we have to take upon ourselves. But the, the Midas of Reb Chaim the Torah of Rebchayim are some things that are in the air, and if we want to catch them, we can catch them. I myself am learning the Sefer Orchus Yosher, which is the Musa Sefer which Rebchayim wrote. And he writes in that Dhamma that the reason why he wrote the Musa Sefer when there's so many Musas for him that are, being, that are written already is because he's, he saw from the generation that this generation has different questions to be asked. Uh, a lot of people know that Reb Chaim, when you would go to him in the later years, he would tell people that they're wearing watches to take off a watch, and he also told them to wear a brim. He would tell them to move up their hats to have like a brim up hat. Some people aren't used to this, or he used to tell people that they should put on beards, and uh, they said to him, they once asked him, why did he do? Why did he do? Why was he so machber these things? He says he saw that this generation. That the yeshiva bachurim, they were enamored with the outside world, with the style of the world, and he felt that this generation has to understand not to run after the different um, outside world looks, a nice beautiful watch, um, you know, a nice beautiful hat, but the person should go with simplicity, and he did it. He felt as a tikkun for the generation knew who was on that madrega that could tell us what to do. Only Reb Chaim could be in that madrega. So all of us should accept upon ourselves as we enter into the month of Nisan. And we have this Gavaldika parasha, a threefold parasha with three Sifri Torah. And we have the newness of the new month of Nisan. And we have the Haftacha that the Nisan Asidin Ligoyal. And as I always say over that my Rebbe, Rav Moshe Feinstein, when it came the month of Nisan, he actually had a deep felt amuna that it's very, very close and that we could be zoicha, we should be zoicha to the Gula Shlema. And when he would be in the month of Nisan, he was very happy, he was very, very uplifted. And one year, the Talmidim saw that at the end of Nisan, he had a very sad, drawn face, which wasn't usual for Rav Moshe. And they asked him why, and he said, because this year I thought with all my amuna that we're going to be zoichet to Mashiach. And therefore, when it didn't come in the month of Nisan, he was a little bit down from it. Rabbi said, we're now holding in the beginning of the month of Nisan. There's no question we're getting closer to the Gula. We should all daven for the Yeshua's of Klai Yisrael. 
Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.